Welcome back to Steph's Business Bookshelf and this week's episode about the best books of 2022 so far, the Q3 edition. Keep listening to find out what the best things I've read this quarter have been. Welcome back. I'm your host, Steph Clark, and each week I share with you the three big ideas from the best non-fiction books that I've been reading and doing the reading so you don't have to. But not this week. Well, I mean, I have been doing the reading so you don't have to still, but this week I'm not talking about one book in particular. This week is a bit of a rundown, as I always do at the end of a quarter, to talk about the best books that I've read in the last three months. And as we are now, frighteningly, three quarters down, or three quarters through of 2022, it's time for the third one. So we just have one more of these to go for 2022. And at the end of the year, I will do a quarter roundup for Q4 because I don't want to forget old Q4. And I tend to do quite a lot of reading at that time. And I will also do the best books of the year, the kind of the final version of that too. So listen out for those ones, but that's not for a few months. Let's focus on on the present. Let's talk about this quarter's book. So first of all, a quick rundown of some stats to this quarter. So between the 1st of July and the 30th of September, I read 12 books, 10 of those were in book form, a mixture of hard copy and digital kind of Kindle books, and two of those were audio books. So just a pretty sort of standard split for me, 10 normal books or regular type reading with my eyes books and two reading with my ears books. You may have noticed if you've been listening or following along for, for this year, that the books I've been reading this year as audiobooks, because audiobook is not my favourite format. But what I have really enjoyed this year is reading some biographies, autobiographies as audiobooks, particularly when they are read by the person who wrote them and who they're about. So I have been enjoying that. I'll talk about those in a moment, or my favourite one from this quarter. And in total for 2022 so far, I'm 41 books down. So I've read 41 books this year, 91% towards my goal of 45, which I think I will knock out of the park probably in the next kind of six weeks or so which means I can then focus on maybe reading some longer books or different books later in the year while I'm taking a bit of time off in December around that kind of Christmas New Year period. So that's the stats, that's the scores on the doors. Now let's talk about the best books that I've been reading this quarter and as you know if you've been again if you've been listening to these if you've heard these before there's no particular number I aim for it doesn't need to be the top three or four or five or six or whatever. It's just the best ones, just the best ones I've read or listened to that I'm going to tell you about. This quarter, there are four books, two honourable mentions and one audiobook that I want to tell you about. I mean, there's only two audiobooks in the first place, but it's my favourite one of the two. So I'll tell you about those as well. So my best books of Q3 in no particular order. First of all is Four Disciplines of Execution by Chris McChesney and Sean Covey et al. There's about eight different authors on that one. So Four Disciplines of Execution, which I talked about a couple of episodes ago. I'll pop a link to that in the show notes. You can go back and listen to that one if you missed it. The thing I love about this one is that it is way beyond productivity. Like, yes, it is about getting things done in very kind of inverted commas, but it's more about focus and as the title suggests discipline and particularly for organizations so rather and this is more at an organizational level rather than necessarily at an individual level which a lot of productivity books tend to focus on this one's at an organizational slightly more systemical I suppose in some ways level and the problem it is trying to solve and it's one that exists in I'd imagine pretty much every organization is 
things are discussed or things are decided and there's a list of 22 priorities which is just rubbish and then inevitably none of them actually get done or finished. So this is a system or a way of thinking or a bit of both actually a system and a mindset for doing just that and actually focusing on the one or two wildly important goals, really honing in on those, getting them done in a way that checks in drives accountability and most importantly measures the important things those lead measures rather than the lag measures which means you know if you're going to get the stuff done or not so love this book I think it's one that every manager certainly certainly every leader should be reading and implementing in their own organizations and it's not a difficult thing to to implement either the other good thing about this one is you only really need to read the first probably third of the book in the newest version that they've got out the first third is the most useful there's a couple of sections then at the back sort of the back two thirds which are more about specific situations I suppose or specific dynamics of teams or organizations they're useful you can dip in and out of them but the first third will give you more than enough to go and make some significant and real changes in your organization or in your team where you want to actually get some stuff moved and done so that's the first book was Four Disciplines of Execution by Chris McChesney and Sean Covey and more the second book again in no particular order is Cult Status by Tim Duggan Now, Tim's been a bit greedy this year. He's taken two of these spots on the best of the quarter. In Q2, I talked about Killer Thinking, which was his book. I'm just going to put it out there. I think I preferred Cult Status a little bit more to Killer Thinking, so it might knock that one off when it comes to the end of the year, but we'll see. But Cult Status by Tim Duggan is an Australian book about what it is that makes people love certain businesses. And there's some really interesting, modern, new, and lots of Australian examples in there of companies that you you will have heard of. i certainly have heard of and love as well things like who gives a crap things like shameless things like thank you all of these brands that you will have heard of and have got this real kind of cultness about them not in a weird dark horrible way but in a, in a good way and have, have a different connection with people and it's all about unpacking what it is that they're doing and getting back to the I suppose into the the nitty-gritty of what it is that those companies are doing so well that sets them apart in this new way of thinking about business So big fan of that book, really practical, very fun read, lots of really good examples in there too. And similar to Tim's other book, it's very readable as well, which is a bonus when it comes to a business book, I think. So that's the second book in no particular order is Cult Status by Tim Duggan. Again, that's one I talked about a couple of weeks ago. A link is in the show notes if you want to go back and listen to more about that one. The third book on my best books of the quarter is Brave New Work. Now, I am obsessed with this book, with the ideas in it, and with the podcast that goes along with it that has the same name, Brave New Work. If you're not already listening to that, if you work in the org design, learning, people and culture space, or if you are a leader who wants to really do things differently in your organization, just absolutely must read and must listen to in terms of the the podcast. Brave New Work by Aaron Dignan is all about really radically rethinking work, how organizations are organized, how teams decide things, how work is allocated, and really, as they call it, the operating system of an organization. It's work just just does not work anymore. And I, I could not agree with that more. And we see the impacts of this every single day in organizations, this kind of assumption of people are going to be doing the wrong thing or this low trust it's sort of system that exists that means that we're punishing everyone when one thing goes wrong or when someone does the wrong thing. We put a policy and slap everyone with this horrible thing they've got to do around some training or a policy or ugh, something unnecessary rather than just dealing with the one situation and dealing with it in a more isolated way so there's things like that and there's also lots of practical stuff in there around team meetings around agendas around ways of working around getting work done as well 
which will absolutely help you if you're in an organization and some of those things, maybe just there's a little bit of friction. There's things aren't working as smoothly as they could. If you're up for doing something really different, if you're maybe you've got a bit more of a startup or a small organization and you're in that pre-growth or growth stage where you're thinking about bringing new people on and doing different things, this is this would be a great book for you to read. Just think about, right, how could you design work in a way that is not like what other people have de- seen before, particularly if you're building a business that is doing something else that people haven't seen before. I think that'd be a really worthwhile read for you. So that's Brave New Work by Aaron Dignan, the third book in my best books of Q3. And Brave New Work, I also talked about a few weeks ago. Again, link in the show notes. And then the final book for my best books of Q3 is Thanks for the Feedback by Doug Stone and Sheila Heen. I talked about this one last week, so me a fresh one for you. If you haven't, And if you haven't already listened to this one, again, link in the show notes, but it's just one episode back from here. So just scroll very slightly back in your podcast player. Thanks for the feedback is a deep dive into feedback and very similar to the other books that I like you can probably see a bit of a theme here a very different way of thinking about feedback and it is the flip from thinking about providing feedback to receiving feedback and their argument is that you cannot give feedback well if you cannot receive feedback well so rather than just bashing our heads against brick walls and constantly teaching people how to give feedback we have to actually better equip people to receive feedback, to understand their own emotions, their own triggers, their own reactions to feedback and what might get in the way of them receiving feedback well, which will help them therefore have better feedback conversations with other people because they can do that themselves and they can empathize a little bit more and ask different questions fundamentally. And I think Thanks for the Feedback would be a great book to give almost anyone in your organization. And I think really it should be something that is taught day one for your grads, for your people coming in at that more junior level, that less experienced level to just set the tone that this is what feedback is. And we need to actually that's the skill you need skill you need to build first is receiving feedback, particularly for people who are coming in, having always been you know, A grade students and stuff like that into a lot of organizations and haven't maybe experienced a lot of more robust feedback or haven't just had a lot of feedback in terms of them having to do anything better or different or change the way they're doing things. So that very idea is quite confronting uh, to their particularly to their identity and also to their worth or sense of worth in their the work they're doing or the quality of the work they're doing. So that would be my tip for how to use that. But also thinking about certainly your leaders and your executives as well, because as one of the quotes in the book suggests, if you your feedback culture in your organization will very much mirror how well your senior leadership team or your executive team receive feedback themselves, which I think might be a sobering thought for some places and some organizations. So that's the fourth book in my best books of Q3, which is Thanks for the Feedback by Doug Stone and Sheila Heen. So those are all books I read with my eyes that get uh, top books of the of the quarter. The book that I loved that I read with my ears in my audiobooks, I know there was only two this quarter, but even so, there was still a really good one, which was James Acaster's Guide to Quitting Social Media. James Acaster is one of my favourite comedians out of the UK. He is just quirky and funny and just uh, just really, really, really enjoy his humour and his style and everything else he does as well. He also has a couple of good podcasts that are worth listening to. If you're into food and music, again, our interests overlap a lot. I definitely think James and I should be friends. If you know James, please tell him that Steph's waiting to be friends with him. So James Acaster's Guide to Quitting Social Media is the book. I, re- I listened to the audiobook for extra lols and I was not disappointed. It is very true to form to his very quirky sense of humour. And if you are familiar with his stand-up, in a few of his stand-ups, he's done these elaborate stories where he has played a character and in one of them he's gone off and become an undercover policeman 
and the, the kind of the ineptness he has in that particular role. So if you're familiar with that kind of style of stand-up that he does, this is exactly that, but in book form. It's all about him as himself quitting social media, realizing it's not good for him, but then trying to mimic all of the weird stuff we do online into real life. So for example, so for example, T said he missed l- looking at pictures of people's pets online in, to, in order to overcome that thing he was missing from online life he would go around and take missing posters of animals from lampposts and look at those instead now that's it's obviously by the way in case you hadn't picked this up this story is not true (laughs) it is an elaborate story that he has made up about quitting social media and the weird things he had to do in order to do all the things we do online that are weird and we wouldn't do in real life so you might be thinking that sounds weird and i was not (laughs) not into that at all that's fine for some of you, if that, that sounds hilarious, please do go and listen to this. I also do recommend listening to the audiobook because you get the extra kind of emphasis of James delivering it in his trademark style as well. All right, enough raving about James A. Caster, but that book was James A. Caster's Guide to Quitting Social Media. It's quite a new book that is out. Highly recommend. Two honourable mentions that almost made it into my top books of the quarter, but I just want to have a little nod to because they were also good reads, was Die With Zero by Bill Perkins, which is a book all about a different approach to thinking about your personal finances and how you can't take your money with you. So you want to be making sure you are spending it at the time that it is most useful for you in your life, which is generally going to be when you're going to be a bit younger and not keeping on accumulating wealth throughout your life. Again, I talked about that one a few weeks ago, link in the show notes. And finally, the 100 Days of Brave book by Yolanthi Gabri, who has written this very fun book about starting your own business. Super practical, very fun and not as stiff and boring and repetitive as some other books about starting a business. So very fun book, another Aussie-based author I recommend. So pick up that one if that is something that sounds good to you. Again, one I talked about a few weeks ago. So I'll pop another link in the show notes. I think clearly I've been pumping out the episodes this quarter of the books I've just been reading. You can tell I'm running out of a backlog. <laughs> I'm like having to read and talk about in within a very short period of time. So there we go. That's my best books of Q3. I hope you picked up something new to read or go and listen to. I would love to know what you have been reading this quarter and what you have enjoyed. You can find me on Instagram at Steph's Biz Bookshelf or on LinkedIn, Steph Clark. Drop me a note, say hi, let me know what you've been reading. I'd love to chat books with you. But otherwise, until next time, happy reading.